all of us have obstacles. Obstacles between where we are now and where we want to go. Between who we are now and who we want to be. Today, we take out the list you made last week, the list of all the reasons, all the obstacles between you and your amazing, impossible goal. Did you do it? All the reasons you don't currently have that dream business, the side gig, the book, the art career, your fitness goal or your relationship. Well, if you didn't do that, pause this right now and make a list. All the obstacles between you today and the you who has accomplished his or her goal. That's the game. Look at that list. Is it long? That's okay. That's the hand you've been dealt. Now it's time to play. You're listening to Veg Your Best, the plant-based podcast. My name is Michelle Olander. I'm a certified life coach, a practicing vegan, and I'm here every single week asking you to eat more plants and set an impossible goal, whatever that is, for you. Episode 27, where we talk about the obstacles to your impossible goal. Happy March, VegHeads. March is a good example of my beliefs versus reality. Because in my mind, when all the evidence of March weather is to the contrary, I still have beliefs about March. In my head, March means green and blossoms and springtime. And I believe that March is the beginning of spring, whether or not there are blizzards or ice storms, high winds, or frigid wind chill factors. In fact, the first time our house had a really damaging frozen water pipe break, it wasn't January or February, but late March. But March is March. Weather is weather. Because weather, the seasons, Earth's rotation around the sun is just what it is. It's so far not in our control. And our old friend, the Stoic Epictetus counsels us that in life, our first job is to divide and distinguish things into two categories. Externals, I cannot control. But the choices I make regarding them, I do control. Good old Epictetus. You know, many of us are familiar with the serenity prayer, which is frequently shared in 12-step and sobriety programs, and it starts, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And it's good advice, because while people are learning to focus on a life, say without addiction or substance use, the serenity prayer encourages them 
to stay focused on where their power actually does lie. The Stoic phrase which undergirds the serenity prayer is, what's up to us and what's not up to us? Two choices. The weather, not up to us. Something someone else said or did, not up to us. A law or an industry or a virus or a pipe that freezes and breaks, not up to us. The cards that the dealer just placed in front of you, nope, not up to us. What is up to us? Our judgment, our belief, our ingenuity, our perspective, our emotions, our focus, our determination, our sense of humor, our desire, our mood. These are areas that are in our power. And it's a very good reminder that there are many, many, many things in our control at any given moment. These are the ways we can refocus and stay in our power when we are faced with, well, externals like weather, social injustice, industrial animal agriculture, national health systems, spouses, economic situations. Because every bit of energy that we focus on these externals that are outside of our control, things we actually cannot change, all that energy is wasted. And it sucks away the energy, the focus, the creativity, and the strength that we do have within us, the power we do have to change things. We all, every single one of us have obstacles. Obstacles between where we are and where we want to go. So today, take out that list you made last week. All the reasons you don't have what you are dreaming about, what you want to build, your business, your side gig, your book, your art career, your relationship. And if you didn't do that, pause this right now and make that list. That's the game. Look at that list. This is the hand you've been dealt. And like in every other good game, you're either winning or you're learning. Last week, we talked about all the obstacles to your amazing, mind-blowing, impossible goal Factual ones like, well, I work 45 hours per week. I have $135 in my checking account. That's a fact. My spouse thinks it's a waste of time. That could be a fact. We have three kids under five. That could be a fact. I have $30,000 in student loan debt, or I promised my mom that I would help her with her business this summer. And then there are those more judgy thoughts we have rattling around in our brain, like, oh, I'm a dilettante. I'm too young. I'm too old. I don't have anyone to help me. I don't have any mentors or guides. I'm too disorganized. I never finish anything. What makes me think I could be successful? And then there are those obstacles you might have about your specific goal or your business plan, things like, 
well, you know, most books never get published. And I don't know where I'd even find clients. You need to have a city to make that happen. Or you need to live in the country to make that happen. I hate sales. No one wants to invest in someone with no business degree. I don't have an agent. What else is coming up for you? This is a bad economy to start a business? Or the real estate market's too hot right now to make any money? Do you have your list? You get the idea? All your obstacles, every single one, in a long, handwritten list. All the reasons you can't have your dream. All the reasons you can't start your plant-based business. You can't film your movie. You can't buy a house. All the reasons you can't publish your article or open a vegan cafe or monetize your YouTube channel. Can't find a vegetarian partner. All the reasons. All the reasons you can't, 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 can't. And have you guessed what's next? (laughs) You get to answer each of those obstacles. Remember last week? The obstacle is the way. The impediment to action advances the action. What stands in the way becomes the way. Thank you, Marcus Aurelius. Now, most everyone will first look at your list of why you can't do the thing that you really, 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 really want, and you'll throw the list away, and your lizard brain, your primitive brain, will just heave a sigh of relief. But not you. You're going to keep at it. You're going to do what most people won't do. You are going to decide that the obstacles contain the seed of your success. You just don't know how right now. You don't need to know how right now. In fact, the how will probably only be clear in hindsight, someday in the future, when you're trying to explain to someone else why they don't need to know how right now. Can you imagine being that person? The thing that you know in your deepest self that you want to discover, to build, to create, write, produce, initiate, or develop, it sounds counterintuitive, but once you know why you haven't done it yet, the reasons that you think you can't do it now, that is when you can really make some headway. So this episode is going to be a bit more general because to get the most out of this process, you yourself really need to take out your list and your pen and do it yourself. Your list of obstacles, issues, excuses, reasons, and facts will be different, different from anyone else's. But in general, here on this podcast, I am speaking to people who have, well, they've usually made the decision to limit or eliminate the consumption of animal products. And do you know how you did that? (laughs) Most people, most people that I know in my real everyday world think that that's impossible. And they have a lot of reasons they think it's impossible. And they can give me a lot of obstacles between them and a vegan or vegetarian 
or plant-based diet or lifestyle. Me too. Me too. Before I committed to being a practicing vegan, there were a whole line of obstacles. Travel, food prep, availability, going out with my husband and family, what other people would say, visiting people at their homes, how I would communicate my choices to others who did not understand, how to feel satisfied and healthy and enjoy my food, and how to think about the suffering and cruelty I was now becoming fully aware of in slaughterhouses. There were lots and lots of obstacles for me until I just made the decision to figure it out. In my case, I did not have obstacles like hostility of loved ones or living in a food desert or having a very limited food budget or access. But I have contact with a lot of you now. There are over 3,500 followers of Veg Your Best on Instagram. And many of you, many of you have successfully navigated this journey to a plant-based or vegan life with very different obstacles than mine. Some of you were initially fueled by concerns about animal ethics and social justice, and others had primary reasons of a sustainable food system and the environmental impact of animal agriculture. Some of you started because of health concerns, but most of you stay committed and focused for all of those reasons, and virtually every single one of you did what you do when you're learning how to do anything. You just started. You just started the best way you could, where you were and with what you had. And you just decided to commit to learning more and doing better along the way. You didn't let the obstacles stop you from starting and doing things the best way that was available at the time. So if your impossible goal is moving towards a vegan or plant-based diet, welcome. Welcome and let us help you. It's my opinion that any way and anywhere you start is great. And your list of obstacles can just show you where you're ready right now and where you're not. Our first 20 or so episodes of Veg Your Best were mostly about that process. So feel free to revisit them. And if you're a vegan in your diet, but not your cosmetics and clothing, you're on your way. And if you're vegan at home, but not while traveling, you're on your way. And if you're vegetarian and want to give up eggs and dairy, but you haven't done that yet, you're on your way. The areas that are obstacles right now will show you where you can start to lean in. The obstacles of vegan clothing or vegan choices on the road or substitutions for dairy and eggs. If you want to change, when you want to change, you'll be able to figure it out because you took the time and focus to see where, where there are still some obstacles. They'll show you the way. Now, if your impossible goal is your side gig or your art your business, your fitness or your health, your career, your obstacles will be more specific to your situation. The list of obstacles 
will really help you see where you're on track and where you are already making headway towards your goal and where you're still a bit off or way off. That's okay. It's good to know. Your obstacle list is going to help you see the areas that are pretty close and dialed in and also the areas which don't have any plan yet. So now, with your specific list, you are going to remember what we talked about last week, right? Fails, not fizzles. The way to move forward is to fail forward. For example, does your impossible goal require that you speak another language, a language you don't know yet? Don't laugh, because I think it's a very good analogy. It's a good goal to envision. Because most of us, when we learn a big new thing, accomplish a big goal, we need to learn new vocabulary, a new way of communicating. To learn a new language, there's literally no way to improve without failing, without failing sentence by sentence, syllable by syllable, accent, grammar. It can be done. You can get pretty darn close to fluent, but not if you don't go out there and fail at it often. Where is that an analogy for your goal, my friend? Where do you need to get comfortable with being, you know, a little bit awful at something new? Technology? I hear that a lot. A lot of things these days require some new technological skill or equipment or practice. For myself, I've been putting off doing interviews here on the podcast for a couple of months because the technology was uncomfortable for me. But I think there should be some interviews very, very soon. And bear with me, the first two might not be as good as the ones I do at the end of the year. Well, actually, as I think about that, I hope they're not as good. I hope that mine at the end of the year are much better. But that's my commitment to myself, to start before I'm ready. What about you? Maybe you need to ask someone for help. Maybe you need to study a few minutes a day until you put together some sort of a plan. Take one of those obstacles. It doesn't matter which one. And just lean into it. How could that obstacle actually help you? What is it there to teach you? Do you need to practice putting time on the calendar to write or take photos? Do you need to commit to uploading a video to YouTube every week? Do you need to practice telling people what your goal is unapologetically? You remember that's my word this year, right? Unapologetically. Do you need to get physically stronger or recommit to your health or your self-care? Do you need to come up with a financial plan or brainstorm ways to make money or sell things you don't use? Do you need to finish up your coursework somewhere or paperwork that you let slide along the way? Do you need to let go of some habits or activities that are not serving you, that are taking away your opportunities rather than opening up 
your horizons. I don't know why TV comes to mind. But there are all kinds of things we do that are not serving us. So this part's up to you. Figure out a couple of obstacles to your goal that you're going to lean into, that you're going to believe contain information for you. Not all of them. And your brain's going to say, so what? So what? We save money. I'll never be able to learn how to do the technology. And maybe your brain will say, sure, we can lose weight, but that's not going to give me the money I need to invest with. You know this, right? You know your brain. You know your brain's going to say, what's the point? There are just too many obstacles. But by now, you're onto your brain. And your brain is just trying to protect you. Your brain tries to protect you from doing things that are awesome and cool and new and important and life-changing by keeping you in those emotions of overwhelm, by keeping you in confusion, by keeping you thinking all the time, no, I don't know how, I don't know, I don't know how. What if I told you that it doesn't matter what new thing we want to do Our brain is just super practiced at telling us it's impossible. So you've got your list of obstacles. Make sure you scrawl at the very top of that list in red, my brain. That primitive part of your brain is the biggest obstacle you have, but it will pretend that it's not the brain, that it's something else. Your brain will try to tell you, no, it's your community, your family, your skill set, your education, the economy your work ethic, all the crappy decisions you made in the past, that's why you can't have your dream, your goal, your business. And your brain will tell you, yeah, yeah, you could win, but you could also lose. That's why we want to remind our brain today, all day, every day, no, no, this is the game I'm playing. And I've decided that I'm winning or I'm learning. And just remember, every single interesting movie, biography, story is about how human beings have things that they think are holding them back until they stop thinking that anymore. So look at that list of obstacles, your personal list, and pick one thing right now. Start where you are with what you've got. And when it doesn't work, I want you to high five or happy dance or send me an email or post it on Instagram because every single failure will show you something you can use if you let it. Every non-win is a chance to learn. Every failure, every failure will give you a hint of what's actually possible. Yes, you've been dealt a hand, but it's not the only hand you get. You play right now with the cards you've got right now, the best you can right now. Well, you could just not play, right? But that sounds like zero fun. That sounds like if I'm not going to get good cards, I'm not playing. Believe me, there are already lots and lots of people doing that. How about you just decide that you're either winning or you're learning no other category? 
Remember, we need your dream. And we need you going for that dream. Because there's no telling how much you're going to discover or contribute, inspire, learn, and create on your way to that dream. What stands in your way becomes your way. Part of you already knows this, right? Part of you already knows. What's happened to you? Go there. Take the worst thing that you've experienced or one of the worst things. Some of us have been through some of the -the run-of-the-mill tragedies of human life. And others of us have been through things you would never wish on anyone. And we all know that there are takeaways from misfortune and failure that actually enhance our lives. I bet you have one like that in your life. I bet there was a failure or a loss that gave you something you value, like a new perspective, new appreciation, new understanding, new skills, new resolve maybe, maybe at the very least compassion, compassion for other humans going through this human experience. Think about that. You know, the Stoics invite us to see all failure and loss as an opportunity. Certainly all the normal bumps in the road, the obstacles in the path, we can just decide. We can just decide to see them as guideposts. I always think about great comedians because comedians so often take the tragedies and the humiliations and the fears and the inequalities in the human condition, and they turn them into opportunities for us to laugh together, to recognize something common together. And not because it was funny at the time, but out of a decision to take something specific and personal and painful and make something universal and shared like an audience full of laughing humans. Laughing as they recognize something they can relate to. For me, this was, for me, this was Richard Pryor's genius, weaving his personal pain, his experience of loss and racism and addiction, and presenting it to a mass audience many of whom were white and had very, very different experiences. But Richard Pryor's genius was that we could intersect our truth with his truth because of his ability to mine, to dig out his personal life for the absurdity and the universal truths. All the best comedians and artists have this, I think. That ability, that ability to mine their personal details and polish what they find into gems that are universal. And when we're in the midst of a big problem or catastrophe, it's good. It, it's really important to remember we could laugh about this someday, maybe, or at least smile. Just decide. Just decide today to be open. 
Decide today that the things that do not go as planned or as hoped have in them as much or maybe even more value than the triumphs. You're either winning or you're learning. If you haven't downloaded the PDF, Your Next Eight Weeks, which is available through the links in the show notes, I think it's a great way of helping you get some of your thoughts straight as you plan your impossible goal. And if you're part of our plant-based and vegan community or moving in that direction and you're ready to work with me on your impossible goal, email me or book yourself right into my calendar. It's possible through the links. Coaching is the best way I know of amplifying, of magnifying results. We can strategize your plan in a way that has you using your mind, your thoughts for you rather than against you. You might see a lot of obstacles right now on your list, but the path truly becomes so much clearer once you start. You don't need to know exactly how right now. I would even suggest that you haven't quite earned the right to see exactly how it's going to work. Not if you haven't started letting those obstacles show you the way. It's time to accept the obstacles you can't change and change the ones you can. Email me. Message me on Instagram. We have over 3,500 followers on Instagram, and that is one very supportive and creative vegan and plant-based community over there on Instagram. And if the podcast has made you think or inspired you or helped you in any way, consider sharing it with someone else. And if you would like to help underwrite what we do here, there is a buy me a coffee link in the show notes. For the price of a coffee, you can show your support and help pay for the hosting fees and the editing expenses as we get this podcast out to more and more people and encourage more vegan, vegetarian, and plant-based entrepreneurs, makers, and creatives just like you. Veg Your Best podcast production, music, and editing by Charlie Weinshank. Thanks, Charlie. Before you go, it would mean so much to me and the Veg Your Best team if you would hit subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or share with someone you think might be interested. Something about algorithms, it helps bump us up a little in the rankings, and that's the best way to help others find the podcast and for us to find our audience. So, until next week, make it easy and veg your best.